Welcome to Sports Movie Minute, Space Jam Edition, the podcast where we discuss the movie Space Jam minute by minute. We are your hosts, Chris and Kayla, and we are up to minute six already. Time's flying. And we don't have Eli in this minute, no. so... I hope uh, everyone enjoyed Eli's uh, three minutes of fame. I did. I, I loved it. I've had such a great time. Um, so we're just back to me and you. Feels a lot sadder, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> um, but anyway, this is, this is um, minute six, and this minute begins with the executive producer credits, and it ends with Michael Jordan saying he's done with basketball. Mm. And this minute is chock full of Bulls highlights. Oh, yeah. A it bulls is. Bulls heavy minute. Sorry? A Bulls heavy minute. A very Bulls yeah. heavy minute. Super Bulls heavy. So, you know, I don't have too much for this minute, but yeah. I thought we could talk about our favorite Bulls moments. Um, I've got my top three here. That's what I've prepared. Have you prepared? Do you know what your favorite Bulls minutes are? Moments That's a very are, good sorry? question. If you want, I can tell you what mine are. I. Well, you think. The standout. So all, all my favorite Bulls moments are Jordan moments. Well, They're not well, Bulls. Well, that's what, I, that's what yeah. we really mean, yeah. don't we? Well, I'm I think... sorry. Our favorite Michael Jordan at the Bulls minutes. Or sorry, moments. Oh, my God. I keep messing this up. I have three. So okay. number one. Still... I'm sorry. Is this number one or is this number three? Yeah, you're right. You I, should go, I should go to three or one. So, yeah, I'll go. Okay, well, why don't we... If you're ready, yeah. then you can do three and I can do three. Yep. And then you can do okay. three. Okay. So you do your number three. So number three, um, we already touched upon this in the previous podcast, is the mid-air um, switch from right to left hand um, layup because it's just such an iconic moment, I think, and it's like the degree of difficulty on that is just insane. So uh, it's always something that stands out to me when I think of Jordan. And, yeah, agree. Um, see, I went I went a little bit broader hmm. with, all of my, with all of my things, basically. Sure. So... My third favorite is Game Four of the '91 Conference Finals. Do you know what I'm about to say? Mm, I think so. Continue. When the Pistons walked off the court without shaking hands. Mm, controversial moment. Love, absolutely love. <laughs> it just—it's funny because it does seem more like a Pistons moment, but I it fits in with the uh, image that the Pistons built up at that particular time, the late '80s. But it just also seems very, I don't know, I think if I was on the receiving end of that, so if I was on the Bulls, hmm. and I mean, and I think you would too, you just think that that was funny. Yeah. You'd just be like, ha, 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 yeah, look of course, what we've when you done. Win, yeah. Like, and it's go after ahead and be a baby about it. A couple of years of dominance by the Pistons over the Bulls, right? And mm. so they, their response to Michael Jordan was to foul him hard beat him up because that's what the Pistons were about. Probably like, I'm not the American in the room, but it's probably what (laughs) Detroit's about as a uh, city, tough city, working class city, Mm. big old manufacturing. That's how they portrayed themselves. That was their That's how they won. Yeah. You got like the, so Bill Lambier and guys like that on this um, Pistons team where you just basically wanted to Mm -hmm. put him on his ass. Oh, well, that was my number three. What's your number two? Number two is the flu, uh, the flu game. Oh, that was so close to making my list. Oh, really? but I, didn't, yeah. I didn't end up We've with it. He scored 38 points when he was clearly more than under the weather. 
It's amazing. It's inspired me. Anytime I have the sniffles, I'm like supposed to play basketball at night. Well, I was like, well, you know, Jordan had his flu game. This could be my flu game. See, oh my god, I had I had something about the flu game. Um, oh, where is it? Hang on, hang on. Don't. don't. <laughs> my computer's obviously decided that it wants to be angry at me, um, but I will look for that information. Apparently, it's um playing like with flu, like especially like a you know genuinely bad flu like that. You kind of put yourself at risk for. Um, you know, heart attack and that type of thing because of the extra pressure that it puts on your body. Oh, here it is. Here it is. I found it. Sorry. The flu game might have been caused by someone poisoning Michael Jordan's pizza. Have you heard this? I have not. Yeah. Anyway, apparently, yeah, someone thought that they poisoned Michael Jordan's pizza, so they ordered room service. Um, And Michael Jordan didn't want room service. He wanted... Uh, something else because why would Michael Jordan never settle for room service? He's so good for that. <laughs> and so they so they ordered pizza. And um that's that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but yeah so they think that um because that, that game wasn't in Chicago. Was uh no I don't think so. Yeah, yeah exactly so um so they don't think that it was actually the food they think that it was food poisoning. I yeah. um but yeah, so there's a little bit of a conspiracy theory around that, but I love a good conspiracy theory. I don't buy into that. Really? Bad pizza? You don't buy into food poisoning. Well, see, the flu and food poisoning are very different. Well, that's 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 what um, that's what I was thinking, is that if you thought it was food poisoning, I mean, I've never had food poisoning touch wood, Yeah. but I feel like you would know because symptoms are quite different. But apparently Phil Jackson as well thought that it was food poisoning. Well, yeah, no. What I'm reading is diagnosed with a stomach virus or food poisoning. So, yeah, maybe you're right. Well, not me. Called his personal <laughs> trainer to his hotel room where he was lying in the fetal position and sweating profusely. Yeah, yeah. I've also never that. had the flu, so I don't know what these... Yeah, I don't think I've uh, genuinely had a proper flu virus. Although there was that um, the sweat um, incident from... You were so... <laughs> Um, for our listeners who, you know, obviously you're not in on our inside jokes, but it's not even a joke. It was actually a very terrible situation where Crankin came. We, we There was a party. We went to a party over the weekend at uh, uh, Jacob's yeah. place. Hi, Jacob. And You better be listening. <laughs> and participated in some activities that were pretty questionable. And everybody who participated in those activities um, ended up getting this weird sickness where they just sweated profusely for it was it was outrageous you I remember we it wasn't even very hot that day and we were walking into the office and by the time we got upstairs to our office you were just absolutely drenched and so I sent you to yeah. the bathroom to, to look after yourself so it's quite it wasn't a good moment it wasn't um but refocusing uh, my number two moment Yep. Um, the Father's Day game. Mm. Yeah, feelings. You know how I feel about like father-child yeah. relationships yeah. and like yeah. how emotionally demanding that is for me. So you know, sad days. I prefer not to talk about it anymore. So let's do <laughs> your number one moment. Uh it's it's just the the game winner over the Jazz, and he's what everyone thought was his last game. It turned out it wasn't, but 
like it's just like an incredibly clutch moment in sports. Mm. Like everyone's coming out now and said that he might have travelled or whatever. But it's like, yeah, nah, it's the NBA. Yeah, like we talked about in our previous minutes, traveling doesn't exist in the yeah, NBA. I know, I know. Unless we're talking eight steps, it's not even real. It's not a thing. Let's just move on. He was never missing that shot. It's just well, like it? so iconic, yeah. It's, yeah, it's I'm trying to find a, a reasonable comparison, but it's you're right, he wasn't gonna miss a shot, so let's just let's just carry on. Um and I had well I had a tie for number one. It's either the shot or the last shot. I can't decide. So, yeah, don't make, don't make that face at me. I, I can't choose, and I've just accepted that. So those are my feelings. How was it upwards? Mm, exactly. So those are those are some. I can't believe that we didn't have any overlap. We're both uh, very unique individuals. So that's no, good. We covered off six moments there. Six. Well, inadvertently. Sort of seven. Because mm. I've had a tie for first. Oh, uh, yeah, true. But anyway, um, that the yeah. so those are those are my minutes. Um, or the sorry, those are my moments. Mm. I keep saying minutes instead of moments. It's oh my God, <laughs> such an idiot. All right. Um, outside of that, mm. I well, one thing I noticed. So <clears throat> looking at it, we we have a lot more names in this minute. Obviously, uh, a lot of producers. So many names. First one that I saw, um, Daniel Goldberg. So quite interesting, actually. So Daniel Goldberg has producer credits against Old School, The Hangover, Euro Trip, Due Date, um, all The Hangovers, actually. Great movies. <laughs> he has a certain theme. He went a certain direction after Space He did, yeah. Um, yeah, I found, I found that interesting. I don't know why. <laughs> No, no, that's that's fantastic. See, I don't actually look at any of the producers because um, yeah, usually producers there's, there's quite a few producers. But um, what I looked at was, because believe me, this is going to come up often moving forward, is this is the first time we see the director's name. Mm. Have you looked up any information about Joe Pitka? Uh A little bit, yeah. Well... I have read way too many articles about him. Like I said, we'll get into the details later on. But this is, so Space Jam is his only feature-length film. Yes. Everything else was either, because yep. he was, what, commercial? Three and Bill. Yeah, and so yeah. He, he got onto this because he directed the Nike commercials. Yes. With with um, Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny. And basically love, fell in love with Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah, loves Michael yeah. Jordan. Yeah. Um, and I loved hearing some of the things he has to say about the Space Jam reboot. Mm. We do not have the time to talk about the Space that's Jam That's a whole other thing, really. That's literally a different episode. Like, that's a, not even within the minutes. Um, so he's directed shorts uh, and, and documentaries and commercials, but he hasn't actually directed anything feature. So I'm just so curious about him. I mean, I'm... What does he? What does he think? What does he do? Tiger Woods commercials as well, apparently. What a weirdo! He super eighty Super Bowl commercials. Yeah, like I said, he's, he was a commercial director. That's how he got this. Um, but what I love the most is his appearance 
have you, are you looking up an image of him? <laughs> because let me tell you, wow. he, and I don't want to say anything bad about him because he gave me one of the greatest gifts of all time, which is Space Jam the movie. But, you know, he has a very interesting appearance. I'm not going to comment on it. For fear of a defamation case. But well, if you want to come on the podcast show, you're more than welcome. <laughs> Christopher, you've literally done that about 16 times in the past <laughs> three episodes. I know. We've gone too far. I know. Come back to me. Come back to me. Um, but, you know, if anybody wants to Google Joe, his last name is P-Y-T-K-A. You know, have a have a, an image search, a Google image search. You will not be disappointed, I promise. It's pretty fantastic. But yeah, I just, I'm always very interested in one-hit wonders. Yeah. Chupica, Lubega. Do you know who Lubega is? Mambo number five. Mambo number five! I do know. Sir Mix-a-Lot. Yeah. A lot more common in music. And it's like that, to just come out and make Space Jam. Because I did a commercial with Michael Jordan and it was great. So let's get involved in a movie. And then I'll not do a movie again afterwards. Like, yeah. Maybe he didn't like movies. Maybe he liked, like you said, he likes, you know, he, he likes Michael Jordan and he just ended up. Well, it's interesting that he worked with Jordan and Tiger Woods, like two of the best athletes of all time. Two, um, you know, two of the best known athletes of all time. Two of like mm. career defining, like Tiger Woods, black golfer. Amazing. Why do you always bring race into oh, I'm this? I'm not being racist. It's... Oh, you always bring race into it. How <laughs> dare you? Um, anyway. Anyway. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of trophies in this minute. There is. To, to the point where I almost couldn't even tell if um, they were all <laughs> different trophies. <laughs> I kept being confused. Bit of um, champagne spraying as well. Wow. What is, wait, what, what is the origin of champagne spraying on a victory? Is it just purely from racing or? Surely not. Surely since the beginning of champagne, there has been champagne spraying at events. No? I don't know. That's I'm like, curious. I, I cannot believe that that came from racing. With all the alcoholism that's running rampant in society and has been since day dot, I can't believe that that's that that's the, mm. the source. And um, I'm shook. I'm trying to imagine. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with a good justifiable reason as to as to where it came from. But I don't know why. Have you googled it? Uh, not really. So Christopher and I just tend to, usually for our preparation, we just Google questions and then we read the Wikipedia page and then that's the, that's the Bible. That's that the, is the Bible. Well, you know, remember when we were kids and, and um, our teachers would be like, you can't use Wikipedia as a source. Let me tell you. Where we should show them. <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia is becoming a very high quality information source, I think. Well, depends. If you trust citations. Yeah, well, yeah. It's reliable enough. Look, I have very few 
there are very few situations that I've actually, you know what? I can't even say very few. I don't think I remember I can recount an incident where I cited something from Wikipedia and someone said, oh, no, that's not right. <laughs> not this day and age, no. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't quote it for a, um, or source it in a um, university paper, but this day and age, if you are, I know it's on Wikipedia, no one's going to question you. Yeah, Wikipedia is, it's pretty much the Bible. I think we should just all move on from trying to discredit Wikipedia and its wonderful uses. Oh, yeah. Even in academia. So one thing I wanted to bring up as well. So did you see the Sports Illustrated flash on the screen? I did. Hmm. So thinking about, all right, well, why would Sports Illustrated? Well, obviously a very iconic magazine and all that, and especially in the 90s. Are you going to ask me how many covers he has? Do you know the answer? Is I do not. Do you know the answer? Oh, damn it. I thought you looked it up. Um, I So back in the days when I was like an angsty college student. You were an angsty um, college student? Let's be honest, I was never angsty. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember reading this. He has more than five years worth of Sports Illustrated covers. Oh, wow. So he has to have more than 60. Um, wow. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up right now. Anyway, carry on carry on about your thing. Hmm. So in my research, so Jack McCullum, who happens to write one of my favorite books of all time, Seven Seconds or Less. You haven't read Second Second Seven Seconds or Less. literally how is it one of your favorite books of all time? I've never even heard you mention it. Really? Like, I've got it at home, I'll lend it to you. Anyway, it's about the uh, the Suns run and gun era. So basically, he spent a season with the Suns and the Suns coaching staff. I think it was oh four, oh five, or oh five, oh six. Um, and yeah, just basically um, wrote about, was given full access, and wrote this book. So at the time, um, obviously, the Suns um, were changing the game, the way the game was played in terms of the. Well, the title says it all, seven mm. seconds or less. So fast pace, getting yeah. the ball down the end of the court, shooting threes, um, spacing the floor, all that kind of thing. Kind of like the start of what we see as the NBA today um, and how it's evolved to what it is now. Um, so, yeah, I when would recommend gonna, When are we going to talk about seven seconds or less versus full court press? Is that going to be a com- point of conversation at any yeah. point? First full court press. Yeah. Like, you know, like the – the you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. The the girls team. Yeah. 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 Because I just don't understand why people don't do that. It just seems so sensible to me. Like let's only play on half of the court. It just I don't I, you know what? I say, well there's a whole a whole lot of things that go into it. Let's talk about this when we have Mark on the podcast. <laughs> we have a guest coming, his name is Mark, and he We'll have a lot to say about this topic. Um, By the way, whilst you were speaking, Michael Jordan has had 50 Sports Illustrated covers. So I don't know where I got more than five years. Maybe maybe it was more than four years that I was thinking of. But, yeah, 50 50 Sports Illustrated covers. As an American, did you buy a Sports Illustrated growing up? Um, no, so my parents were really, really into gender roles. Mm. Yeah, so I, I wasn't allowed to, to do a lot of the things that boys were allowed to do. So I think it's like kind of a, a blemish 
<laughs> on my parents' um, general existence that I ended up working in a male-dominated industry. Yeah, type so, that mom and dad. Yeah, but, you know, I went to an all-women's university. So yeah. so they've got to be a little bit happy. Yeah, and I remember, actually, because when I was in um, – when I was a freshman, I was considering actually playing football. Mm. And, and there was a couple of other girls that – there was a couple – there was one girl that played for the team, and there were a couple of other girls my age who were going to go out for the team. Mm. And my dad – I just casually mentioned it. And my dad, who – yeah, we don't really have – a relationship but I mentioned it to him and he was so mad at me yeah. and I was and you know desperately seeking approval and love from my father I was like okay fine I won't like I won't join the football team like I'll join the cheerleading squad um so that I could go to all the football games yeah and I remember actually getting into a number of fights with my cheerleading coach <clears throat> excuse me because we obviously we cheered on on the sideline and there were multiple times where I would just like turn around and you yeah. start watching and not cheer. <laughs> and it was a bit of a debacle. And I also got access to all the basketball games and all the volleyball games. Yeah, so it was, cool. quite, it was a pretty sweet deal, actually. <laughs> Nothing like a yeah, killer volley, uh, volleyball game. Jeez. The, see, and this is actually terrible, but like the guys' volleyball was so fun. Like, that was when I was a freshman, they were better than the basketball team. Right. When I was a senior, our basketball team was actually quite good. Yeah. Um, and the volleyball was horrific, but either way, it was good fun. Fun times. Mm. Um, other, other moments from minute six? Sorry? Other moments from minute six? Well, okay, so this is the end of the, the credit sequence. Yes. And this is one of my personal favorite credit sequences. Right. That I can think of off the top of my from head. From movies. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 Christopher, from books. <laughs> <laughs> we have TV shows, you have all sorts of things. No need for the uh, sarcasm. <laughs> from visits to the coffee shop. Yes, yes, from, from movies. Apologies for the attitude. Um, <laughs> and so out of curiosity, I did a quick web search um, for top movie title sequences and do you have any thoughts and feelings i do you know what other one i really like i'll tell you mm. it's super bad mm. do you remember the super bad opening i've seen super bad in about three or four years so well refresh I'll, my memory. I'll give you i'll give you a refresher there's bright colors in the background mm. and it's the silhouettes of jonah hill and Sarah <laughs> dancing <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's I quite I quite like that. Um, and then one of my other favorites is actually on this list, which is Guardians of the Galaxy Two. I think that's quite a good opening credit sequence because mm. you know because it's got Baby Groot. Mm. Have you seen Guardians? No, I've not seen Guardians you, of the Galaxy Two. I can't believe that you don't buy into this whole Marvel thing. Anyway, but no. you know that Guardians of the Galaxy has like one of the greatest soundtracks. Yeah. And um, there's the baby tree, you know, the tree, at least. Hmm. Do you? Or are you just saying yes? Continue. Hold <laughs> <laughs> oh so embarrassing. Anyway, for our listeners, um, there's, you know, the baby, the baby tree who has his headphones on and he's walking around listening to a song. And in the background, the other guardians of the galaxy are, are fighting off this beast. And it's, it's quite interesting. But um, 
So there's 26 of these, and I won't, and they're in no particular order, but I'll I'll read out the ones that I thought were good and the ones that I don't understand why they're there. So uh hang on, let me scroll through. Deadpool apparently has amazing opening credits. Right. I've watched it, I've rewatched the opening credits. Meh. Yeah. Yeah, like not not super impressed. The Pink Panther, I will give them the Pink Panther, because in terms of animation, it's quite impressive. Like I said, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is on there. Um, Oh, obviously Star Wars. No? Disagree? Don't like Star Wars? Oh, yeah, it's iconic. I hope all of our Star Wars fans just come out and attack you. I love Star Wars. I love Star Wars. Uh, Yeah, it's iconic. I've never seen Star Wars. Oh, God. I know, all of their own. Let's be honest, the Star Wars fans are going to attack you now, not me. Catch Me If You Can, which I thought was quite good. That's a that's quite a good opening sequence. Napoleon Dynamite, which I don't actually even remember. Um, Fight Club, which that's the one that I have a problem with. I don't really think that, like, because it's all about like what's happening in the brain. Yeah. Which is pretty much what happens in Spider-Man. Yeah. So I don't understand why... Fight Club's on there, but Spider-Man is not. Juno, which is obviously great. Um, and then 101 Dalmatians, which, you know, how I feel about animation is oh, easy, yeah. so I support <clears throat> that 100%. Have you thought of any that you quite enjoy? It's, I just don't think of the credits. It's not a, not a thing for me. Well, Space Jam is a good one. It's like higher up in start movie. It's like, yeah, Space Jam because it's got the highlights. So I was like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, well, that's that's the fun part. That, and that's why Superbad is good, right? Is yeah. because you, they're dancing together, but they're kind of, you already start to get the dynamic of what's happening yeah. between those friends. Yeah. Um, and even catch him if you can, because you start to see, mm. like, you get a little glimpse of the movie that he's going to be a pilot, he's going to be a doctor. Yeah. That, Obviously, he's going to be running away from somebody the entire time, and you start, you get this sort of sneak preview. Prompts you into uh, what to expect. Yeah, yeah, and it's quite cute as well. And then even, like I said, 101 Dalmatians. Like it's, it is, it's obviously it's retro because it's so old. Mm. But all these different shapes morph into other shapes, mm. which is you know, it's back in the yonder year, quite <laughs> impressive from those oh, yeah. days. Indeed. All right, I'm done with you. You're obviously finished with this minute. Give me your quote and let's be done. Ah, yes. So, well, I think we spoke we spoke in an early minute around the Jordan brand and how the, the next generation sees Jordan, views Jordan. So I decided to go with a quote from one Ben Simmons. Australian, by the way, in case anyone didn't know. Potentially the next Jordan, Australian. Don't be fooled. <laughs> Don't be fooled. Don't listen. So, movies... Space Jam, things like that. He's got his own shoe that sells everywhere and everybody wears it. You just knew who Michael is. You just know who Michael is.